0: Hi, it's Nancy Ural, it is October the 22nd, 2023 and welcome to News with Nancy. Thanks for joining me today. There's so much unrest going on in the world today, I really wanted to come in and just talk about what's happening and kind of give you my intuitive take. Um, First of all, let me just say I'm sending prayers to everybody, to the world, because we all need to send prayers to our neighborhoods, to each other, and to all the people who are dealing with the unrest in the world, whether it's in Israel, whether it's in Palestine, in Ukraine, whether it's in the Gaza Strip, where... It could be, you know, the people in Russia who are dealing with what they have to deal with on their end. There's so much unrest right now. So sending out prayers, believe it or not, is very, very powerful. Now, the first headline I wanna read comes from Fox News. This says Israeli army releases footage of the first operational use of iron sting. It's a ammunition destroying rocket launcher. Check this out. I just pulled this and I found it very interesting with the technology we have today. So Israeli forces released footage of the Iron Sting system launching a mortar bomb to take out a rocket launcher and the first ever use and operation on Sunday. And that's today. The Iron Sting described as an innovative and accurate mortar bomb. It's one of a variety of weapons being used to thwart dozens of terrorists. And the Israel Air Force posted on X along with a video. And it said, uh showed the 120 mm mortar disseminating an enemy rocket launcher. The Israeli army used the weapon system in conjunction with the Israeli Air Force. And this is really cool. You guys can look this up and check it out. But it's called, it just prevents the, um, I guess, the weapon for or the um, rocket from hitting anybody. This is crazy. You know, with the technology we have today, we should be able to do this stuff. Here's another headline. Israel to Iran. Israel to Iran. If Hezbollah joins war, head of the snake will be cut off. Wow. So Israel is promising to cut off the head of the snake and launch a military attack against Iran if Hezbollah, its proxy terror group in Lebanon, gets involved in in Israel's war with Hamas in Gaza. See, this whole thing could just expand because these are just small little, they're so much smaller than what the United States is. And if you look at the map, they're all like right there. It's in a, fi- in a fiery interview Sunday with the male um, Nur Barkat, Israel's minister of economy, declared Iran's Ayatollah will be wiped off the face of the earth if Hezbollah goes on the attack against Israel, escalating the regional conflict. Now, the ominous threat comes amid a looming ground invasion by the Israeli defense forces of the Gaza Strip to um really annihilate Hamas and raises trouble fears that Israel could be forced to fight on two fronts. So you guys, prayers to them, you know, right now, you know, Biden went over there this week and met with Netanyahu. And I think it was cool that he did that. But what I think wasn't cool was the billions he gave um, Israel for the Palestinians, because I don't feel like this is my feeling, my intuitive take, I don't feel like those people would ever see that money. I believe that Hamas will get in, you know, get the money and it would never go to the people who really need it for food and supplies and that type of thing. So I don't like what I see behind the scenes. I don't feel comfortable with him giving billions, especially when there's so many homeless people in America right now. I just want to bring this up. There's are so many people who can't pay their bills, who are struggling, who are having a hard time buying groceries for the family. Things are outrageously expensive. You know, I'm not too I'm not afraid to say it's expensive to go to the grocery store. It's expensive to live. And it just bothers me that um, he's so quick to give money to Ukraine and money to it doesn't go to Israel, we're giving them supplies, but we're giving money to the Palestinians, which they may never see, and it's billions. It's not millions, it's billions. So what about us? What about the United States? What about our people who are homeless? What about our veterans? I, if there's just so much going on here. I, you know, I I'm really have a hard time with the money thing. Um, if you wanna support somebody, support the United States of America and the people who are homeless. This comes from NPR. The U.S. students are clashing over the Israel Hamas war. What can colleges do? Well, yeah, because here's the deal. People are starting to realize that um, there are a lot of people from other countries that are in our colleges and they don't agree with what maybe you agree with. And so violence. Here's what it says. The violence in Israel and Gaza has heightened tensions on college campuses across the U.S. as students, staff, and administrators grapple with how to respond. Pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian student groups are weighing in online and in person with many of their statements and protests, provoking strong reactions from the other side. Take the controversy at Harvard, where dozens of student groups signed onto a letter from the Harvard-Palestine Solidarity Committee on October 7th, the day Hamas launched its surprise attack on Israel, holding Israel entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. Well, that's just craziness. That's like, you know, how could you possibly say that when they... Surprised attacked Israel on a holiday when people are at a concert is crazy. So the letter garnered widespread backlash from students faculty high profile alumni politicians and even Harvard's president. Several groups have since reacted to the support of the letter through some of their members and um, You know, like in New York, the president of NYU Student Bar Association wrote that Israel bears full responsibility for their tremendous loss of life in a letter to a group that quickly went viral and drew widespread condemnation. So people need to pay attention to what's going on. Um, You know, our country is made up of all different nationalities, and that's what makes us, you know, the U.S. But until people really find out the facts, they're so quick to jump on the phone right, to click on social media, and not really find out the facts and find out what's going on. And, you know, to wish people harm is not good. And that's what we have to get away from, we have to get back to, or begin um, with love, and compassion for each other. You know, we're all human beings. And, you know, people are treating people like they're not alive, like they're not human. And this is where there's a huge problem in our world. Here's another one. College struggled to balance free speech and student safety uh, amid Israel and Hamas. And um, it's become known as the doxing truck. Listen to this. This is written by Kirk Carapeza, and he wrote it on October the 18th, 2023. And my cat wants to be up here, but she can't. So we're gonna let her down. The truck labeled the students who had signed a letter holding the Israeli government responsible for Hamas's violence as Harvard, Harvard's leading anti semitists So here we are. The incident ruled, uh, ruled Harvard and highlighted the extreme unrest on U.S. college campuses since the conflict between Israel and Hamas erupted less than uh, two weeks ago, is what it says. Universities that pride themselves as uh, Intellectual freedom and hubs of social activism, whether the Black Lives Matter uh, movement or the war in Ukraine, are now confronting higher stakes uh, strife on campus as students receive death threats and wealth donors depart. Well, this is interesting. So on Monday, the Wexner Foundation, built on the Victoria's Secret and Bath and Bodywork fortune, ended its uh, philanthropic relationship with Harvard's Kennedy School of Government, dismayed that Harvard did not, on Equivocally condemned Hamas deadly attack on Israel. There's a lot of um, Israel, there's a lot of Israelis here in the United States in New York, I think is the largest population. And, um, you know, this is felt across the United States as well as the world. So it goes on to say that um, Israeli businessman, I uh, offer and his wife, Betia, offer also stepped down from the Kennedy School's board in protest. So people aren't putting up with this kind of stuff, which is good. I'm glad because they see the truth of what's happening. And the kids that are in the colleges, I'm afraid they're influenced and do not see the truth. And we need to make sure they do. This is a tough one for me to read. I saw this and I was so sad because uh, this happened in Detroit. I'm from Michigan, Ohio and Michigan originally. And Here's the headline: shock, saddened, horrified funeral set for Detroit, synagogue leader fatally stabbed. This comes from USA Today. So in Detroit, services were set for Sunday. That's today, afternoon, for a synagogue president found stabbed to death outside her home as the investi- investigation into her murder stretched into a second day. Samantha Wool. 40, led the Isaac Agree downtown Detroit synagogue and previously worked on the re-election campaign of Michigan's Democratic Attorney General, Dana Nessel. Nessel said she was shocked and saddened and horrified when she learned of Wolf's death. Sam was a kind person, was as kind a person as I've ever known, Nessel said in a statement. She was driven by her sincere love of her community, state and country and used her faith and activism to create a better place for everyone. Governor Gretchen Whitmire also described the killing as a vicious crime and urged the community to rally around friends and loved ones. And this has taken it too far. There is a big um, Muslim population in Michigan in Dearborn and all through there, but there's also, you know, a big Polish uh, community and a big Italian community, but you don't go and condemn somebody just because they're from their Israel. They're, you know, it's just ridiculous. I, this is really sad and blessings. I just want to say blessings to the family for that. That's just a horrible situation. And this is what we have to educate people about because people are just so quick to, stab somebody or shoot somebody and not even realize that, you know, this may not be the right thing to do. So uh, this comes from, I wanted to bring this up. This comes from uh, Arizona. I'm in Arizona now. And it says in the latest state-to-state migration data, the trend of former Californians relocating to Texas has decreased. On the flip side, both Arizona and Florida are experiencing an increase in the number of ex-Californians because everybody's trying to get out of there as quickly as they can with the crime and the unrest and you know the craziness. So with Arizona totaling and particularly growing from over 69,000 to 74,000 during the same period. So a lot of people are coming here. Um, Approximately 8.2 million U.S. residents changed their state of residence last year, an increase from 7.8 million in 2021. So the ongoing mobility has brought stories of new transplants who have embraced the constant change of scenery and multiple moves. Some aren't alone either, as they are also bringing growing families along with them. And I will say I moved <laughs> for a reason too, and I won't get into it. But yeah, I mean, a lot of us have moved. I mean, it's, we're all like shifting relocating bless the people who are here so you know we don't have a speaker of the house (laughs) i this is getting nuts we have got to get it together whether you're republican or democrat doesn't matter we got to get it together so the headline reads meet the republican runners for speaker this comes from the new york times well I'm going to read them to you because I'm not going to go through the whole deal, but I want you to know who is running for Speaker of the House because Jim Jordan um, from Ohio um, was the last nominee and it just didn't work out. Uh, I think it was, yeah, failed on the third vote to win the speakership. So here's who's running. Tom Emmer of Minnesota, Austin Scott of Georgia, Byron Donalds of Florida, Gary Palmer of Alabama, Jack Berkman of Michigan, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, Pete Sessions of Texas, and Dan Mischer of Pennsylvania. So that's who's running. And let me see, who do I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Mike Johnson of Louisiana. That's my prediction. You know, and it's just been a crazy time right now. And I do have a message that I downloaded from Archangel Gabriel, because I do channel him. And I have a message I'm going to read to you guys real quick today. But before I do, here's my good news for the day. I had to find something that was good, right? So other than I'm a happy soul and hope you guys are having a great Sunday. There was a lost Michigan toddler who was found asleep in the woods using a family dog as a pillow. Listen to this. This comes from Fox News. So a two year old was found snuggled in the woods after going missing in Michigan's upper peninsula up in the UP. They call it the UP. The little girl walked away from her home with her two family dogs on Wednesday evening in Faith Horn, Michigan. The toddler was found hours later asleep in the woods using the smaller dog as a pillow. State police told the Associated Press. Now, Michigan State Police Trooper from the Iron Mountain Post were called to the child's home in Minnesota. Menamee County around 8 p.m. on September 20th after the girl had reportedly wandered off. Toddlers, or I'm sorry, troopers used both drones and police dogs to search for the toddler, the AP reported, while local police and civilians in Michigan and in neighboring Wisconsin branded together to look in the woods. And here she is. She's just adorable. Look at this little, look at this little one. And they found her. And it's, and you know, they found her because they have the drones, right? Look at how pretty it is in Michigan. It's a pretty time. Fall is a pretty time of year. It's one of my favorite times of year. And you know, this is the time where there's so much craziness going on in the world. We've got the war in Ukraine with Russia. So we've got unrest over there. We've got now the Palestinians and the Israelis, Hamas, everything. It's just so many innocent people have been killed. There were two hostages released this week. So I want to say that's awesome and prayers to their families. And I'm so glad that they were being, um, they're coming home and they're safe. And there's just so much, you know, and China's uh, threatening and North Korea is threatening. There's so much unrest in the world. People always say to me, what can I do? What you can do is send out prayers. The power of your voice, the power of your words, the power of your thoughts, your intention goes out into the universe and it makes a difference. So say prayers for your own neighborhood. For your family, for the United States of America, for Israel, for the people in Palestine, for all of the people of the world. Just send out that love and light, and it helps, and it does go out there. You know, I've had people on my show, I, I, I've told this story before, I had a young lady, and uh, she was not really from a religious background, but she had a near-death experience and came out of her body, and what she saw were prayers from her family going up. She said like sticky notes like this, going up to heaven. And so it was really interesting because she assured me and I knew already, but it was nice that she assured us that when she was out of her body for that near death experience time, she saw the prayers and they're going up and they're being received. So know that that happens, know that energetically that works. Anyway, this is what, uh, I've got a new book coming out. I want to say this. I just relaunched Wake Up, the Universe is Speaking to You. I did it because there's so much good information in there for people who would like to learn about energy, how things work, how the universe works, how spiritual law works. I do a chapter on angels. I do a chapter on essential oils. I talk about the spoken word. There's a lot of biblical references in my book. But I and there's also, you know, some quotes from the Dalai Lama and from Mother Teresa. So it's pretty versatile, but it's really a good book for anyone who's just waking up. And that's what it's called. Wake up. The universe is speaking to you. So I just relaunched that. I am in the process of writing a new book and I'm halfway through. And so I'm very excited about this because I'm teaching spiritual law in the book as well as angel communication, how to communicate with your guardian angel. Also, all the messages from Archangel Gabriel, St. Gabriel that he sends to me that I put on my website will be in the book. So it's to help humanity. Okay. So this week on October 19th, he did uh, send a message to me. I asked him if he had anything to say. So I'm going to read this to you. Remember, I don't change his words. I read this verbatim. Sometimes I have a hard time reading my own writing, but I read it verbatim. So he says, dear Nancy, there's so much going on to talk about today. The people are waking up to what is the truth. You are seeing the truth in plain sight. Pay attention to what's happening all around you. As more people see the truth, the violence will begin to cease. You may not see it soon, but it will come to pass. Many young people are confused and are believing information that does not contain fact. It is up to you and light workers to tell the truth of what is occurring so that others believe. The light never hides the truth. Okay. Many souls have left after war and natural disaster on your planet. So many mourn beloved ones. Tell them that we, the angels, are with their family and friends in the heavenly realm. So blessings to all. Love, Gabriel. So they want you to know that anybody, family members that you've had recently, anybody who leaves here, you know, there are angels that help and take them and comfort them and are comforting the families as well. So I want to say, them. Okay. I am going to be in LA on February 9th through the 12th, save the dates, beginning, uh, it's going to be the 22nd year of the Conscious Life Expo, and I'm going to be teaching a 90-minute workshop, and I'm going to teach spiritual law, what the book's about, and I'm going to teach angel communication, and everybody that leaves there is going to leave with their wings so you guys i'll be there um for the expo i'll be there on the 11th is the date of the expo it's saturday evening you can find me there come and see me it would be great to see everybody and get your wings okay so that's the conscious life expo i'll be there it's the 9th through the 12th of february it's 2024 so gosh this year's gone by quick listen i just want to thank everyone for supporting the work that i do i bring you the best information i know how I I bring you the best shows. I know how I continue to search, and God sends me like wonderful people for me to interview and information to bring you. And I send everybody lots of love and light. I wish you a very happy rest of your Sunday, and God bless.